The following is brought to you by the Starfleet Podcast Network, SPN, The Spin. Big J's beef. Really with this, with what I like to call Big J's beef is there's something in Star Trek news or in an episode that I just kind of have a problem with. It may not be something that adds up right, could be a little crazy, whatever it may be. So uh, for those of you watching or listening, I'm joined here with Aaron from the podcast Tribbles and Transporters. And I am Big J with Beyond Trek Podcast. And I'm doing a segment here that I've created called Big J's Beef. So Aaron, let's start out with this. Why don't you tell the audience here a little bit more about you and about Tribbles and Transporters? Absolutely. Tribbles and Transporters came about when my friend Sarah, who um, I met uh, when I worked in in another city, uh, she asked if I would be interested in doing a Star Trek podcast because we were both Trekkies and we grew up with Star Trek uh, since we were kids. And we eventually roped in Sarah's friend, Megan, and now there are three of us. So we are three gals who are uh, trekking our way through the universe and uh, just we do overviews of episodes. So we're uh, going through the completed series, as we like to call them, the ones that are already um, have had series finales. And uh, we are going in a cycle from TOS um, all the way through Enterprise. And then we throw in some topic episodes. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great fun, fun time. We review the episodes. We do a, a quiz where we quiz each other on who was paying attention watching the episode. <laughs> um, I like a good quiz. <laughs> then we also have uh, what we call our music challenge, which is where Sarah chooses a piece of Star Trek music. And Megan and I have to try and narrow down where it comes from. And sometimes that's just as general as I'm pretty sure that comes from the original series. Um, yes. And other times it's come down to, oh, yes, I actually know the track name of that because I have the uh, the soundtrack. So it is X, Y or Z. So, and I was but, there for that because you were and I've been on and you were on also a podcast called Highly Logical, yes. which does Star Trek trivia. And mm -hmm. I've been on there a couple of times and been in the the one episode that that you were on that you and your three friends were on with the music i thought i thought i knew a lot about star trek yeah i've been a fan since 82 with wrath of khan seeing all of it every episode every movie and when it came to the music stuff i got my ass kicked <laughs> i it was just like oh my god yeah I, i've heard it i don't know what episode is from or yeah. you know it's like yeah i should know this but Wow. I just, yeah, I got pacing <laughs> with that one. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of Megan and I going, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I knew that one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we get a laugh in here and there, uh, several times I have said, I don't think I've heard that one. I'm not sure I've seen it because I haven't seen most of enterprise, 
I've barely seen a couple of episodes of Discovery. So there's things like that that Sarah can pull from. Uh, and I have not seen it. But then, of course, there was the the one time where uh, she pulled up the uh, the theme song to Prodigy, which I have watched some of. Right. Lo- love the theme song for it. But it turns out that if you go to the soundtrack, there is a um, kind of prelude to the um, the theme song. Oh, is there? Yes. So it's actually very pretty. It's almost okay. completely French horn. Um, and I did it's, not very, know that. it's haunting and beautiful. And Sarah played that one. And I said, I don't know that I think this comes from a series I haven't watched any of because I don't recognize this at all. And Sarah was laughing her head off because, uh, of course, <laughs> I, I'm the only one of the three of us who has watched some of Prodigy. Uh, but which is a good show. It is. Uh, I've quite enjoyed it. Um, but one thing that I'm dealing with, I'm actually in Canada. Um, so Canada. Eh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, sure you hear that all the time. Why don't I even do that? Uh, it's that's not original. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but uh, I always say that that thing, all things Star Trek need to have at least a, a Canadian or two, because, of course, we started off with William Shatner uh, being in Star Trek and also uh, James Doohan. <laughs> We're both Canadians, so yeah. uh, I, I like to say that I'm the, the token Canadian on our show to have a Canadian in Trek. I wonder, I think people might forget that. I often yep. kind of forget that William Shatner is Canadian. Yeah. So. And yeah. The, there's lots of others in a lot of the other series. Um, but uh, one of the things that makes it a little difficult for me is our licensing of the episodes and things is different. So um, the new Star Trek uh, is mostly playing on our version of Sci-Fi Channel. Um, okay. And so you can actually watch it live on TV. Um, and I, I typically, you know, with Picard, I've been recording it, but for some reason, my recordings were not recording correctly. And I was missing the last couple minutes of each episode. Is that Sky Network or is that UK? Is uh, Sky is UK. Sky is UK. Which yeah. one's Canada? Ours is CTV. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. I yep. didn't know that. Yep. CTV. So we, it's, okay. uh, CTV is the one that has sci-fi. Right. Um, then we have, you know, other specifically Canadian networks, but um, mm. yeah. So I got partway through watching the first season of Prodigy and um, life interrupted. I had to, to wait and I went, okay, I'm, I have time. I'm going to watch the next episode. And they didn't have it on demand anymore. Oh, that hurts. And it's also not on our version of Paramount Plus because it really the, because the licensing for playing it in Canada belongs to CTV Sci-Fi. Oh, ooh, that just gets messy. Like, yeah. why can't it? So all I can watch of it are the the clips and the the uh, mm. previews and stuff. So yeah, um, that's no fun. There, there are some things like that that uh, we've had to work around. And, you know, there was one time where uh, Sarah had to find somewhere for me to uh, link with a VPN or something to watch a, an episode of Picard. So because I wasn't able to watch it on demand. It, yeah. We will pirate it. If we can't watch it, we will find a way to watch it. Exactly. So, uh, but I mean... <laughs> 
it's one of those things where, oh, it wasn't Picard. It was Strange New Worlds because that's also a similar issue. They're done their season. So bye bye. It's not on on CTV sci-fi anymore. (laughs) I have a solution for you. I just thought of this that would solve all your issues there. All of them move to the United States. Now, I'm going to say that that's not ideal. I'll admit it. Who wants to be here? (laughs) But you get Star Trek with no strings attached. But on the flip side of that, Mm -hmm. I have the completed series on Netflix. Oh, yeah. So for we just lost it on Netflix. Yeah. Not too long ago. So okay. most uh, most of our watching for the uh, for our podcast, because we we are going, you know, we do TOS one episode, TNG, the next episode, everything. I'm able to just go right to Netflix, pull it up, watch whatever episode I feel like. OK. Now, who knows when that's going to change? Right. Um, Watch but, them all soon and take notes because <laughs> yeah. when you go to do your next episode review, it won't be there for some reason or another. Yeah. But, you know, I also have um, my brother has uh, quite a few of the uh, he has movies on on Blu-ray and stuff like that. So um, when I went, we, we did an episode on one of the original series movies and we had our listeners vote on which one they wanted us to talk about. And of course, uh, it became, it was an almost even tie between uh, Voyage Home and um, Undiscovered Country. So four okay. and six. Uh, so we, we did a literal coin toss and we ended up watching um, Voyage Home. And uh, which can't go wrong. No, exactly. I mean, the one with the whales. Everybody knows that one. Everyone knows if someone does not know anything about Star Trek, they know the one with the whales. Yeah. And very easily accessible. So if you were to say we could do two, four, six, pick one, flip a coin. It doesn't matter. You can't pick wrong with any of this. Yeah. And, and that's where we kind of came down on. Um, we we did an episode. I just re-listened to it recently of um, talking about our, a few of our favorite things within the Star Trek universe. And one of the categories was uh, favorite uh, TOS movie. Um, Sarah or Megan and I uh, came up with uh, with Undiscovered Country and uh, Sarah had to go with Voyage Home because uh, okay. she, she's a stickler for comedy. So uh, <laughs> you, you get maximum comedy out of out of that one as far as Star Trek is concerned. Now, folks, we're talking about Voyage Home comedy, not Final Frontier comedy. <laughs> Let me just do the rabbit ears while I'm sticking to my <laughs> table here. Jeez. So, yeah, rabbit ears comedy. Yeah. So, now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping the answer is yes. But have you seen the season finale or series finale for Star Trek Picard? I have. Okay. Now, <laughs> you, you said that your recorder, whatever it is, cuts off the last couple minutes. Were well, able to- thankfully, um, because it was a currently running series, I was able to get it on demand. Okay. So, wow. yes. Yeah. Because I if would... you had got the last, the last couple minutes cut off of this. <laughs> yeah, I would have would have lost something pretty important there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're going to talk about that. All I've got... Right. We've got lots of words here. Well, this was an episode and I want to start with with your thoughts on it, but I, I will say this real quick to start off. 
there are not many episodes. I don't think there's been any Star Trek episode that I have watched for the second time right after the first time. Mm. It was like maybe, see, the first time was Thursday. Um, and then later that night or the next day, watch it again. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say if, if I'm channel surfing and I come across an episode of Star Trek, I'll watch it. I'll watch any episode that's on. It doesn't matter. But for me to do that, that's something special. I don't think I've ever immediately within 24 hours watched a full episode again. Mm. So I'd like to hear your impressions on it before I get to my part because there's a couple <laughs> things I had a problem with and I, I did it. I'm kind of double dipping. I did a big Jay's beef recording, came out Saturday morning, but I've, I got more. I slept on it and I decided, hey, you, you know what? Okay. I missed something. I've, I've got a little more, I've got a second serving of, of beef I want to go through. So that's why I'm double dipping. And you're helping me with that. Excellent. So what were your impressions of the episode? Well, I, will say I had the inclination to do the same thing you did, but I didn't have the time, unfortunately. So I have not gone back for my second watch, but um, I will be at some point um, because I, I was trying to fit in watching it around a busy schedule. And, uh, you know, I, I really want to have a chance to pay really close attention to it. So, um, I very much enjoyed this, uh, this episode of Picard. Um, of course there was so much in there that was, I hate to call it fan service to TNG fans and things like that, because that's it. That makes it sound like it was cheap or, um, you know, pandering to us or something. No, it was, absolutely the right references and the right callbacks and the things that we wanted to see them put in this, this series uh, with the TNG cast being back together. So um, I, I really enjoyed those portions of it. And um, anybody who is just meeting me for the first time won't know, but I am a Voyager fan. And so anything Voyager to me is like, I, I just love it. So, um, having seven be such a prominent part in this yes. series and Jerry Ryan is amazing. She has taken this character on a enormous arc. Absolutely. You don't get yeah. to do an arc that often like that. No. You've got Michael Dorn gets a, a huge wharf arc Yep. and Jerry Ryan with seven of nine. That's and sure, you could say a couple others, but honestly, that's one hell of an arc that she's yeah. able to do. Yeah. And she's really grown that character. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of that is down to the writers and stuff, but it, it's up to her to bring that character to life. And she does it beautifully. Um and I'm saying that as someone who wasn't a huge fan of Seven when she first joined this the series of Voyager. Oh, really? Yeah. And I think partly I had some of the same feelings that I believe kind of fueled the the little bit of um, problems that there were between Kate Mulgrew and, and Jerry Ryan um, at, at the beginning. Yes. You know, um, a lot of you, you laid this huge groundwork of these really strong, not overly sexualized 
female characters. Mm-hmm. And then the producers do that. It was 90s Trek at its core with uh, Rick Berman and Brandon Braga yeah. running the show. They were all about the voluptuousness of characters and yeah. going for a demographic that they believe was there that necessarily wasn't or at least was not there their main audience, they're going for the eye candy. I totally get yeah. it. I, if I was Kate Mulgrew, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she and um, Roxanne Dawson and to to some extent, um, uh, her name is escaping me. I'm so sorry. But Kess, Kess? as well. Yeah. Um, I always say her name wrong, too. I have heard oh. Garrett Wong and um, the others say it. And it's right I there. Wrong. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, man, <laughs> it's awful. I mean, her face is is right in, in my mind and, and everything. But, um, you know, they laid a fanda- fantastic groundwork for having more than just a couple of, of female characters in there and not having them be, you know, all Jennifer Lynn. Thank you. Thank you. It is spelled L.I.E.N. his last name. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I, I believe I've heard people pronounce it lean. Lean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That gotcha. was going to yep. bug me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, I did that yes. without looking it up, folks. Okay, Excellent. Sorry. <laughs> um, so like to me, there, there was one episode. Now, this was long after Jerry Ryan had proved her her uh, credentials and played that character through any of the uh, um, sort of visual references and things like that. I mean, she, she created that character and made her strong despite what the producers and things were trying to use her for. Um, And there, there was an episode where she had to go kind of undercover and they put her in a Starfleet uniform and it was a completely different effect. Yes. And it was just like, if they had done that, either, I mean, and if she didn't want to wear a Starfleet uniform, something similar, she would have been just as beautiful. Yes, because absolutely. Because gorgeous. And you wouldn't have had the animosity of people like me, who as a high school student was looking at Janeway and going, I want to be her. Right. Because yes. she, she is someone who is allowed to be intelligent and strong. And she's a scientist, which I had scientific leanings and also feminine. Mm-hmm. And yes. th- that is what I saw in Voyager. And um, like I say, Jerry Ryan worked through <laughs> she she worked through that cat suit. I mean, which she, is very difficult to do from what I've yeah, what I've read stories of was that there were several instances where she lost consciousness on set yeah. because the thing was so damn tight. Yeah. Well, there, there was a corset under it. And I, I, I am also, I am someone who I'm into, um, cosplay and fashion history and stuff like that. And so there's a difference between good corsets and bad corsets. And apparently the vast majority of Hollywood ones are bad because their entire goal is make this actress as small as possible. 
Gotcha. And those are the the bad corsets. Those are the bad ones. And not to say that good ones can't give you reduction, but Mm -hmm. they do it in the the time tested way that um, has has worked for, you know, I mean, corsets were worn for hundreds of years. Right. By every European woman, pretty much. Yeah. Um, So obviously they weren't. These I say that like I know that. <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm saying this like I know it, but uh, I just happen to be a fan of, of YouTube channels and things like that, of actual um, clothing historians who have done this research and uh, who actually have made and worn corsets themselves and okay. say that if you do it right... Um, but apparently in Hollywood, uh, costume designers, you know, are not being allowed to make them correctly. They're being, uh, forced by directors and visual directors and things like that to make them in ways that are not comfortable for the actresses. Hence we get Jerry Ryan getting lightheaded because they put her in this super tight corset where she could barely breathe. And, um, you know, as if she needed to be smaller than she already is. Right. To me, she's <laughs> she's gorgeous as is. If there's um, anything I could tell you that in in this series in Picard, that she look looks better now than she did on Voyager. So I agree. What what does that tell you? That tells you that the the appeal for a strong feminine character is is not is not up there it it does yeah. not it's not right in the chestal area it's yeah. we've got up top in the in the brains and there's they just they didn't get it it was it was a right. man's well, club back then and now and it's i a think lot they they were leaning back on a lot of if you look back at the original series yes. and at early TNG, um, a lot of that was in there. I mean, oh, yeah. it was how risque can we be and still be on TV and considered a sci-fi show for prime time and not, um, you know, relegated to a midnight slot or something. Yes. And, um, a, yeah. A midnight death slot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, this is a long tangent that we've gone on to, to say that, I really appreciated anything Voyager that came in here. I got goosebumps every time the Voyager theme played, you know, um, even if it was just mildly threaded through the background music. Um, I loved seeing Tuvok. I loved that Mm -hmm. that turn of, of play that we had with the changeling being so good at fooling them that he almost got it past them. Yes, that is... That was spectacular. I think that for the changelings, the way that they did them for this series, they had become a lot more refined, mm-hmm. uh, a lot more. You couldn't. And and who who, I, who knows how long. OK, let me let me backtrack that just a little bit mm-hmm. now. And I'm going to use the changeling that uh, did Tuvok as an example. Were were they in it for so long, and was the real Tuvok 
Where was he? Was he gone or missing? Was this changeling Tuvok long enough to research enough of this person to be able to, because to answer questions, mm -hmm. personal questions like that, things that are not in logs, you can, yeah. you have to be that person. And yeah. he almost had them fooled still. It's kind of like takes me back to uh, Tom Thomas Riker mm -hmm. in the DS9 episode Defiant. Well, he came across Chief O'Brien, who he knew it was kind of a, oh shit, this guy was on the Enterprise. Yeah. If I engage in any kind of conversation with him, it's over. So he jumps the gun, throws him off, say, I don't have anything to say to you. I think you know why. Just it's like befuddle him quick and get out of there because yeah. the smallest personal thing, yeah, you could, you could throw him on. And so that's what I was wondering with uh, the Tuvok changeling is how, how were they that good? They, they had Tuvok. Yeah. That, that was the thing. They had him somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that is what, um, you know, when, when seven finally clocked that this guy is a changeling by throwing out something that, that Tuvok would immediately see as incorrect and the changeling agreed with her. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, she finally saw through it and she said, all right, you knew, you know, things that only Tuvok would know. Where is he? Yes. Right. And then, um, I, I did like the fact that we, we get that kind of return at the end of, yes, they, they, they did end up rescuing the people that the, the changelings had been holding. Thank God, which yeah. that is good. And to go back to something you said earlier in regards to the fan service thing, yeah. I don't think that that has to be a bad thing using right. that word. I really think that there, there was a time and probably still is where you hear the word fan service and you're just thinking, well, just throwing out something that the fans will like, but it's a negative thing. No, this was fan service and it yeah. was, it was a good fan service because they went ahead and now I grew up with the next next generation, yeah. but still that doesn't mean that I don't like anything. Star Trek. I like all of it. It's just that this was the crew I grew up with mm -hmm. when it first started. I was at a very young age. So I was just, this was what I was used to. And it really felt like we were this entire season. They kept bringing in, bringing in all the surprises and it really felt like, and up to this last episode, it was a much, much better send off for this crew than Nemesis was Yeah, by far easily. And the thing that I, and this is kind of goes a little bit into something that I talked about in my, my last one, I want to ask you about, I think I kind of. I have a little bit of a problem with how easily and accepting Jack Crusher was of being assimilated. To yeah. me, that's kind of a little scary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it did seem like there should have been more convincing or he should have 
um, perhaps resisted, maybe had some fear. Um, but it, it did seem like he just kind of stood there and was like, oh, I guess you're right. I mean, yes, he did have the the thought back to um, when he talked to Picard without Picard knowing who he was and Picard saying, well, I don't need any family but Starfleet, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and so Jack, other than his mom, he hasn't had any family um, that we know of. Uh, so when the, when the queen is offering him the ultimate family, um, I, I can see him considering it and, and responding perhaps with a, well, maybe, and then maybe them springing assimilation on him. Right. But to then just stand there and be like, Oh, well, you know, okay, I'll take it. Right. Yeah. He, he struck me as the, the kind of person that if this is what's needed to save others, because he was, he came off to me as a very selfless mm. kind of person. The whole season, he was trying to give himself up. He did not want people fighting for him, losing their lives for him. Yeah. So he definitely struck me as a, if I need to be assimilated to save people, then I'll be assimilated. But the thing is, is that then he was directing the whole attack on you know, everything else. So it, it seemed like, yeah, it, he, he was, I think, uh, seduced into thinking that, this is the way to do things. Yeah. And this is how it needs to happen, which is of course the, the queen's doing, but I, I did think that that was to me a little unnerving that he didn't seem to resist it. Like he just, he accepted yeah. it. Yeah. Which I mean, there, there was a little bit of build up to um, him seeing other people tell him basically, oh, well, no, we need to, we need to protect you. We need to um, restrict you in order to, to help everyone else. And he thought, well, what makes you know what's best? Maybe what's best is for me to go with this mm -hmm. thing. So, and that's why he went off to find whatever was calling him. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I will say um, now I'm kind of weird in that I watched the first season of Picard and the last season. I did not watch the second season, so I am missing pieces. I know I am. Yes. Um, but I first of all, I did not see the changelings coming. So no. I, lo I love no. that surprise. Yes, that didn't see that coming like, at all. Oh, by the way, we're bringing the changelings back. Um, but then also to, I did not see the thing in Jack's brain being the Borg. At no. Mm -mm. That, that was not even on my radar. Didn't see, not, not one bit. Didn't see the chain. But see, here's what I do. I will watch the season preview mm -hmm. or the season teaser of whatever, but I won't watch the episode by episode preview. Yeah. Not that one. So all these things were just like, boom. Oh my God. The changelings are back. Boom. The Borg. Holy hell. They're in a team up <laughs> against Starfleet. Like, none yeah. of this. Everything was, was a shock. Um, but the way that they ended it, and this was the main thing that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to have a big problem if we don't get 
Star Trek legacy. Yeah. Now, from what I hear, it was just a pitch, but here's the thing, and it's going to go back to what you're saying with fan service. Here's my prediction. I think that this, uh, what they did this season and with having the uh, surprise uh, uh, guest be uh, row commander row so michelle forbes mm-hmm. came back for that yep having tim russ return as tuvok mm-hmm. a couple different episodes to having the tng cast basically be the the forefront of the season i think that it was a gauge as to see if we were to have a series that included elements of tng ds9 voyager Mm-hmm. How would that play off? And I think that it would be spectacular. Yeah. What's the question here? Uh, where you can't go wrong. You've got the Enterprise G. Yep. Seven as captain. Mm-hmm. Jack Crusher as the uh, specialist uh, counsel, special counsel to the captain. Yep. Raffi as the the first officer, which is great. Uh, LaForge's daughter. Mm-hmm. as a pilot yep. you have all these characters you could pull from everywhere else give me dr bashir give mm-hmm. me garrick yep find a way to get me cisco mm-hmm. give me tom paris give me some ensign kim because yep. i'm telling you i'm sure he's still an ensign <laughs> yes it, it's, it's been 30 years since voyager came back and the yep. guy probably still hasn't gotten a damn promotion <laughs> but really give give us all of it yeah. Right in the veins more. I don't see how this would be a bad idea. Yeah. At all. Did, did you catch the the checkoff uh yes. in this episode? I loved that. Yes, Walter the, Koenig that, came back yeah. voice the role. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, it was. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. That's yeah. a that's a that's a checkoff. Yeah. Oh. And then I didn't I didn't peg that he was actually doing the role until he slipped into the accent. Yes. Yep, I, and, I heard the once you get the accent slip, yeah, it was Yeah, a, it was amazing. I loved that. I mean, and we had little moments of that all through this series. Little moments of, you know, going back to the first season and we we see Ichab and right. as a Voyager fan, I recognized that that Borg implant. And I went, that's Echeb as an adult. Yes. And um, little things like, you know, of course, I loved any time they dropped Admiral Janeway's name. Right. Um, or and having Tuvok back. Um, I, I loved all of that. Um, Ro was one of my favorite characters in TNG. I went for Halloween as Ro Laren one time. You did? Okay. As a kid. <laughs> it was that great. great. I th- thinking back on it, you know. So all of this stuff. And I think, you know, our generation, the ones who grew up with TNG flowing straight into DS9, flowing straight into Voyager. Now, unfortunately, I have to admit, I'm one of the people who is kind of Star Trek burnt out. Plus, I was in college and didn't have a TV at the time. Oh, <laughs> so I, I did not get into Enterprise. Right. Um, you didn't miss but, a whole lot. 
Well, you know, I've been enjoying it as we've been reviewing it for the podcast. So Mm -hmm. each episode is brand new to me as we come to it. And I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think I'm in the right mindset, the right um, age, the right life experience level and everything for enterprise right now. It's it's the way I think I it should. Um, But to my point is all all of those references and all of those things like that is your big fan base right now. And to put all those things out there and then to, to end the show off on a poker game, which is just, you know, (laughs) that was fantastic. And all of those references that people like you and me and Sarah and Megan and, and everyone in, in our age group and, and who grew up with these shows are going to love it if you do it right. And to me, um, well, th- there are some things that I kind of was a little iffy on with with the o- overarching of Picard, but in general, I think they handled it properly. Now, let me tell you. So- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that was it. Yep. So let me tell you something about the poker game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I this is funny. I almost did not sit through the entire. Uh, credits for the mm. poker game mm-hmm. and anyone who's i hope to god if you're listening to this or watching this that you've seen the episode it's we're full of spoilers so it's yeah yeah not not on us if you hear something you didn't want to hear yet it, it's a spoiler show but, but if at this point you did not sit through the credits go back and do so right yes go back and watch the credits <laughs> that's the takeaway here I almost didn't. I thought any moment now it's going to fade to black or something. But then I said, you know, okay, so this scene isn't ending. They're doing the poker thing. Now I want to watch it because this looks like I like those long shots Mm -hmm. in scenes or movies where it's just because I start thinking about the what what went in behind this. Okay, when we say action, this is going this is a five minute take. Yeah. The, these are all the things you got to get right. Cause you've seen those movies that are like the um, single take movies or maybe two. And they, I'm just fascinated with that because it seems to be very challenging. So they're doing this game, this whole thing. And just as it was ending, I had my finger over this, the stop button. It's like, yeah, this is a great episode. This is awesome. Man, that was a good poker game. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and so then we get Q, hmm. which I, I had a loud gasp, you know, covered. I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) And that's the joy of now. I don't know if they I'm sure that this wasn't shown at all in an episode preview. They wouldn't do that. No, but I can't imagine. No way. No way. Um, So for me, I think that this this series finale. I, I don't need Picard season four. Yeah, don't need it. I've I've seen a couple things online talking about what do we know about season four, Picard. We don't know Jack. We I don't need it. What well, I there, want is it's not. It wasn't supposed to be. Patrick exactly. Stewart said three seasons. That's what I'm three. giving you. Here's what I we don't need a season four. We need this. To me, was a a soft pilot for 
legacy. Yeah. I think that that's what we need is that, that teaser, because here's the thing, you can't give us all the stuff that they gave in the last few minutes of this episode mm. screams spinoff series. Yeah. Screams it. Like yep. why, why would you rename the ship enterprise and do all these things? Okay. I under, I, I would have understood everything as just very nice, nice warm hug fan service. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great. But once you did the thing with Q, mm-hmm. no, exactly. now, now you can, now you've got to go and give more. Yeah. Because you've pretty much like intentionally made a point of this. This is a, not so much a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but this is the start of what will be this next series. And I'm, I'm fine with if, if Patrick Stewart wants to come back for, he can come back for half the day on season, whatever, yep. Yep. do whatever you want. Just call it Star Trek legacy. Let's move on to this next series where we can pull from all the other, you know, prior nineties uh, uh, series. And here's the thing. I don't think that that's a, um, I don't think that that's giving up on the whole concept of this new Star Trek, because I, I do not agree to this whole, this whole hashtag, not my track or yeah, no. there's no good Star Trek. That's, you know, since the nineties and all that. Yeah. Well, here's something that I, I think that, a lot of folks forget, and I'm I'm sure you'll know this when I'm start talking about it. But when TNG was going to be coming out, going to be premiering, yeah. oh my God, there's not going to be Kirk, Spock, McCoy. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm done. I'm not watching Next Generation. Forget about it. Yep. Well, that came out. It was great. Everyone loved it. Yep. And then the next series. Wait a minute. There's there's going to be a black man that's in command of the space station. Fuck no. I'm not watching this. It's ridiculous. Yep. And he's a single father. Blasphemy. Uh. Uh-uh, I'm not watching this. Great show. Absolutely yep. spectacular. Yep. Then wait a minute. There's going to be a woman's captain of a starship. Great. She's going to want to set the thing for self destruct every month or some <laughs> shit or, or whatever. You know the Trek beards were saying that. I'm not watching it. Ridiculous. It's yeah. not my Star Trek. Okay. So here's the thing. Every series gets that. Yep. Everyone says I'm not watching this. It's not my Star Trek. Et cetera, et cetera. You end up liking it anyway. Yeah. Or you do what I did, uh-huh. which I have absolutely no interest whatsoever in Lower Decks. Right. I'm not. I'm not into the comedy. I'm not into tr- Star Trek being o- over the top irreverent. I'm not into that. But somebody is. Yes, and you know, I was first couple seasons. Yeah, I was okay with it, but it's just. I, it doesn't do it, do it for me anymore. It, it yeah. really doesn't. But you are not going to say that someone who likes it is not a Trekkie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you like it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you're not a Trekkie. Yeah. I mean, we, we laugh all the time on, on our podcast about like, I am an action movie fan. Like mm-hmm. I, I love the the some of the things in Voyager we did an episode on our favorite two parters and mine was the killing game which if you remember is the one where um the Herogen who were hunting them literally like animals yes. um commandeer Voyager and have a 
a holodeck, holodeck battle in World War Two. Yep. It's it's all about the the action and the intrigue and the you know trying to take back the ship, like physically take back the ship, and you know that is my cup of tea. Sarah loves comedy. Now I don't mm-hmm. know that she's she's watched Lower Decks at all, um, but she'd probably like it where I wouldn't, um, and that's okay. It is. It's okay not to like something. Yep. It's okay to like it. It's okay not to like it. Yeah. I, to me, Lower Decks has become nothing more than a reference show. Mm. It's, I think it started well, but now it relies on uh, the crass humor, stuff that I don't think is, is more shock value than funny. It, it lives off of making references to every other show and past of yeah. Star Trek, which I thought was cool. It was okay starting out, mm-hmm. but now you've been doing that for four seasons and it seems to be the main thing you've got going on. And once, and here's, here's where I stopped being a fan of lower decks. If it hadn't, it was waning way before this, but when I was done, was the uh, episode with uh, the exo- exocom peanut hamper and the uh, the bird dude? <laughs> that was not, it. No idea. I was, <laughs> did, but have I, you, you, so you may not have. Okay, let me just. I've no, I've not even I've not seen any of it other than clips because okay. it just holds no interest for me. Well, uh, you save yourself that. Yeah. <laughs> let me just let me just. I'll leave it at that. But let me just say uh-huh. that. I I did not think that there would be an episode or a point in Star Trek for me that I would say this is this is what did it for me on this series. Yeah. And when we talked about that one in the episode review that we did on one of our reviews for Beyond Trek podcast, I actually typed out bullet points, like eight <laughs> or nine of them on this episode of the problem I had. I usually go off the cuff. I don't, you can ask those guys, I don't type up stuff hardly ever and print it out and have it there. It was boom. Okay. Here it is. Here's my clipboard. This was so bad that I wrote it down. (laughs) You know, you're not in good form. If the guy that's known for going off the cuff, me write something down. If I've got something to say to you, my beef is that big or I have, you know, a piece of paper and some notes, you know, you screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> so then, okay. So that's, I, I, hopefully I'm not alone in saying that if we don't get an extension of this series into what's been proposed, that's going to be the, the big beef that I have. Yeah. And really, I think that's, if I were going to say, well, big J, what's the beef you've got about this episode of Picard? It's not the episode itself. Mm. It's that I feel like my emotions are being played with because I'm getting this set up for another series. Yeah. And I feel like I'm antsy. It's like, okay, come on, come on, say something. Say it should be happening. It's no brainer. Why are they waiting? (laughs) It's don't tease me with this announcement, but I, I would have to say that I, my prediction is that they would be crazy 
not to go that route. The reason we have Strange New Worlds is because yeah. of the fans. Yeah. They loved Pike and, and that crew so much. Yes. That they went, please give it to they us. Hammered. They hammered and hammered and hammered anyone who would listen all over the place. It went viral. So fans, fans have made a difference several times in the history of Trek. Yes. So don't give up. Don't stop thinking that there's some influence we have because we, we have strange new worlds because of it. Star Trek is still a thing because of the fans. Absolutely. It could have been three seasons of the original series. It was going to be two. Yeah. Actually, if, if not for Lucille Ball, we would not have had the third season. Yep. And then after well, that, if not for the fans of syndication, we wouldn't have had any of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you I know was, that story, right? About I do. About yeah. Lucille Ball. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because, uh, you know, it was at Desilu Studios. You know, that's where it was filmed. And, mm -hmm. you know, the people who believed in it let it go longer than the than the uh, higher ups really wanted it to. Um, and, you know, fans writing in literal, you know, back then it had to be physical letters and phone calls. Right. You know, and they did it and brought it back in the movies. And then we got TNG and then of course TNG blew up and mm -hmm. they went, all right, let's, let's ride this train. And we got some amazing television and some great movies. And, uh, you know, I'm someone who I actually like the Kelvin movies. A lot of people don't. Sure. Like that, yeah. that is one thing that that some people will say that's not Star Trek. That that is Come taking on, off it of is. Star Trek. It's great. And as someone who likes a little bit of action and, and all of that sort of thing, I loved it. Um, now. I don't know how much you can put into, you know, hearing rumors and all of that sort of thing. But I know Sarah on our podcast, she actually worked out in Hollywood for a little while. Oh. Um, and so she has some connections. Um, I mean, not anything official or anything like that. It's right. mostly hearing things through Twitter and, and stuff like that. But she said to me the other day, she's like, there's already rumblings of a potential seven Janeway storyline for something really um, which okay. you know, there there could be something along those lines as far as legacy if if you've got seven Again, great as the first captain. season of legacy would be you've got Heck seven yeah. as captain something with janeway as admiral there you go boom yeah season one legacy and, Give and it you've to got me. jack dealing with q and oh. you know i mean yes. the and the the voyager crew dealt with q so you know that yeah. they can you know, connections there. Connections there. Um, you, you've got all sorts of things. Now, as someone who is a seasoned Marvel fan, um, okay. when this episode was ending, you know, you, you said you almost didn't watch through the credits. I went, Whoa, I am watching these credits. I am watching these credits. You would think that after all these years of Marvel movies, that people would just be trained to sit yeah. through credits of anything. <laughs> well, as, as soon as it, well, actually it went all the way back to getting seven contemplating what her sort of catchphrase was going to be. And we get that <laughs> drawing breath and, and cut. And what was I her thought, catchphrase? It wasn't. No, I'm, I'm asking what, what was it? What was it going to be? What was I, supposed to be her? 
I have no idea. I, I tried to come up with something and I tried to even think back to um, what Janeway's was. And I don't think she had one as concrete as as Picard did. Um, I guess or, she didn't. Yeah, nothing as, you know, we didn't have the, the punch it from Pike or. Um, so you had Pike, Picard. Yep. You know what? Um, I I think now that, you, now that you mentioned that they're creating, I think they're creating something that wasn't really a thing that they're making a thing that's making us think this was a thing. The well, only punchlines have been from Picard and Pike. I can't think well, of and Picard had two right. He, he had, had two. engage and make it so. Okay. Yeah. So and, and then, you know, now you have, they're turning it into a, you've got a captain's catchphrase and well, and, and we do get a little bit of that. I think, you know, we've gotten, so I've only seen a couple episodes so far of strange new worlds. Love mm -hmm. it. Um, you know, we're getting, you know, a little bit of that sort of thing with, with that version of Pike. We had the, the Kelvin version of Pike had a very definite catchphrase. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as as soon as they did that scene and then they went to wrapping up with the the TNG crew and you know, they had that overhead shot of the poker game, which was lovely. I, I thought that was visually nice. Yeah. It, was, it was the perfect ending to that crew because it's it's an ending of look, they're all still together that's the ending we want for them. Yes. They're all you together. Know, they're Not all the together. Splitting off going other places that. Absolutely. And then the fact that they didn't fade that out to black and play the rest of the credits and, and stuff. And I, I just went, mm, I am letting this run until the episode turns itself off. There's no fading happening. There's no they, fading. They, What's going on? There is something afoot here. <laughs> so I had no, I was not surprised at all when we get, you know, all of a sudden we're back with Jack and he's unpacking in his quarters. And where could they be going with this? Yeah, I, I had no idea where they were going to go, but I was surprised and not surprised when it was Q. I mean, surprised in the, oh crap, it's Q. Right. They, they went there. Uh, yes. Um, you go and, there. If you go there, you better be serious about yeah, what you're going to give us next. Exactly. But I was not surprised in that. That makes total sense of who can we bring back that can come absolutely out of nowhere. Yep. And that's cute. And yep. in fact, I mean, he basically even says it like you're thinking way too linear linearly. Yeah. Yeah. I you know shocked. They I had mean, me. Yeah. You know, here here was my first thought. So when Seven was about to say her thing, <laughs> uh, you know what jumped in my head? Larry the cable guy. I thought for sure. Have you ever heard listen to his kind of I've I've he's got this catchphrase. Some, but yeah. His catchphrase is get her done. <laughs> and that was what I thought. I just, yes, that's going to be seven. Just get yeah. Her done. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. No, that, that would be, that would be interesting, you know, and it, it yeah. would be funny if we do get a legacy show, there are two ways they could play that. They could play that of, 
the show basically picks up with seven finishes that line. Mm-hmm. And that is, mm-hmm. that is like your, um, you're striking the match, you know, and that's, that's going to be the flame that carries through it. Or we're never going to know. They, they could play it. They could, with my emotions like that. They could spin that out for as long as possible of never having her say, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, so we can have a execute whole, or whatever it was going to be. You're talking about like having a whole series, episodes, whatever it is. But every time right before she says that, it cuts to the next scene. <laughs> or spectacular. Or somebody else says it or like, or, so, you know, somebody else, like she has Rafi tell the, yeah, the, uh, yeah. or, you know, or she'll say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then she leaves the bridge and they just do it. Or, you know, we, we it's a little meta, but I'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it would be strange. <laughs> I, I think the other direction is much easier um, yeah. and probably more impactful, but uh, yeah, see that, that's the kind of thing that I would find funny. Yeah. Is well, to, to play it out like that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> then, then you must have liked the uh, season two trailer for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Did you I'm, did you watch that I'm one? Not, no, because I haven't seen oh. the whole first season. Well, um, okay. Let, let me just tell you that the trailer for season two. Mm-hmm. Um has something to do with what we're talking about. Okay. I won't say which part um, <laughs> because I'm trying to very carefully get away from the spoiler stuff. Yeah. But yeah, let me just say you'll, you'll like it, but yes, I, I'm sure I will. Um, I mean, I, th- that's the kind of thing that I find funny. I, I find, you know, mm-hmm. characters who are, casually witty or you know it's yes. it's a, a funny turn of phrase or it's the the editing of the scene that makes it funny i mean that i like you know, wharf well you know i found wharf in this series odd there, there were times where it worked for me and there were times where it didn't really yeah. And so that's that everything he said, because he didn't say much, but what he did no. say was gold. Well, there were a lot of things that, yes, I was like, okay, yeah, that's awesome. But there, there were other things where I'm like, okay, maybe I need to go back and watch the, the end of deep space nine and all that kind of stuff to, to get back to where I'm like, where does this Zen wharf come from? Like that, mm-hmm. that, that was where I was a little lost. I'm just like, I, maybe I'm not remembering things correctly here well, to have gotten a, to that. There's a lot of time that went between when we that last saw him. And that's the other thing that we have to not lose sight of is. So the last time we saw any of these people was uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. In show time. There's all kinds of, he could have gone Zen a few months after Nemesis. Who knows? We, they've got 20 years of time span that a lot could have happened. Apparently, yeah. he has something to do with whatever happened with the Enterprise E. And, uh, <laughs> you know, which he said, that was not my fault. Yeah. Loved it. That was great. <laughs> yeah. See, that I love as, as that to me is comedy. That I laughed at that. That was great. That was great. And on the bridge <laughs> of the Enterprise D, when, 
uh, Picard told Beverly he's going for their son. And Riker said, that makes two of us. And Worf says, and I will make it a threesome. Yes. See, <laughs> that, like, you even hear yourself? That one I found. <laughs> see, I, I, I guess <laughs> because I'm not one to go for the I'm usually the one that the the slightly off color joke goes right over my head. Uh-huh. I mean, I did catch that one. <laughs> um, what I thought was was funnier was Worf falling asleep. That was great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those right I'm on. like that. That was because all through this Worf was kind of the one that seemed the least old. Yep. Um, I mean, yes, he had white hair, but he was still physically active. He was, he had not been put in a position where he was, he was a desk jockey or anything like that. You know, he, he was the, probably the more out front and active other than, than Dr. Crusher. I mean, she's been out there, mm-hmm. you know, saving the universe, just her and her son. Um, so, but the, then to have it end with Worf just quietly snoring in the chair. It was, the, you know, that's great. That to me is hilarious. Yeah, long day. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but I, I thought that was bringing Worf in as Rafi's contact. Yes. I loved that because I did not see that coming. I was wondering where Worf was going to come in because obviously we're getting the whole TNG crew back. So yes. he's got to come in from somewhere. Um, and I knew, you know, they were going to have to find a way to bring data back in because I knew he was going to be back. You know, Jordy, I mean, obviously it's, it's pretty easy to have him just be doing something cool with Starfleet, which he was, mm-hmm. um, and but to have Worf show up and and just that, you know, I told you not to get involved. Right. It's just yes. like, <laughs> yes. Well, and I thought that the way that everyone came back in was I'm glad that it wasn't that everybody was out on vacation or retirement. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. There was a logical reasoning. There, there was a good placement all of these people. Jordy was a Commodore. He's running the Starbase. That is the museum. Yeah. Um, you've got Worf, who's the you know, Section 31 contact. That's you know, special intelligence. That's right up his alley. Yep. Data, you're right. How, how are we going to get him again? He's died yeah. twice now. <laughs> well, the way that he was brought in, how that was explained and everything. Great. Everybody yep. had a reason. It was it was not just a cameo show. Yeah. These people well, were all still active. At some even point having Deanna come back as a hostage. Yes. You know, I mean, because Riker purposely left her safely back on the planet, taking care of their daughter. Yes. How are we going to get her back in? That would and, have been the one that would have been the the most susceptible to being a cheesy offhand kind of a, a bring in. I think exactly. that was, that was per- it, I, th- I hopefully they had learned because Worf being in first contact made lots of sense. Yes. He was on the defiant. The defiant was made for this insurrection. He just happened to be in the neighborhood and just like, what the hell? I'll just hit you right. Yeah. No, uh-uh. <laughs> nemesis. Last we saw him on DS nine, he was going to be the ambassador 
to and well now suddenly well okay so now you're not doing that anymore you're on the enterprise again it, it was those two ham-fisted uh insurrection and nemesis were two ham-fisted inclusions of wharf that did not make sense yeah in first contact it did those other two it did not so i'm glad that they brought these characters in the way they did because they were not ham-fisted in it was not yeah. a re, it was not a reunion show yeah Everyone it was, a, who was, there it was an reason. accidental reunion. Yes. Uh, yes. Other than um, Picard going to Riker for help. You know, right. that, that was an immediate, but who else would he go to? Mm -hmm. You know, that made perfect sense. And then, oh, by the way, the person we're, we're searching for just happens to be Beverly Crusher. Yes. And then, you know, that brings in, oh, by the way, we need help with um, this, you know, uh, kind of nefarious behind the scenes thing. Oh, by the way, Worf's in counterintelligence. That yep. works. Okay. We get there and we find that the security system is data. Yes. All right. That works. <laughs> okay. It makes sense. All right. Yeah. And now and we got to go hide out somewhere. Yeah. And Jordy's a Commodore of a Starbase. Let's, yeah. He can hide us for a little bit. And Absolutely. So, yeah, it all made sense along the way. Yeah. So, that was that was great. So yeah, I I want to say thank you very much for bringing this insight in this and talking about the episode. It sounds like we enjoyed the same things and we're hoping for the same things coming <laughs> I up. Think so I think so. <laughs> so the gist of it is, is that we need a Star Trek Legacy series. Give us. We are okay with fan service. It's not yeah. a bad thing. <laughs> give us the nostalgia there's we've we earned it i'm not saying we deserved it i, th I think we, we've earned it there are fans that have stuck through thick and thin everything no questions asked it, it would let's just throw us a little something and i think that you can't go wrong by having a series that pulls from the golden age of trek which was which was in the 90s yeah nothing wrong with that so yeah let's do it and as i hope seven of nine is going to say in star trek legacy get her done <laughs> where's the beef we are beyond trek podcast lower your inhibitions and surrender your years we will add inspirational and hilarious trek content to your day your attention will adapt to subscribe to us resistance is futile